Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. We're taking one, and welcome back for another podcast, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, follow Brewski, and uh, I think today's show will probably be exciting. You have to, st- you have to stick around and find out. I don't know. <laughs> no, do, do you have to make that statement? I think it should be. Okay. It should be exciting. I mean, that's my thought process, but I can't guarantee that. I can't tell the future, uh, Stephen. Well, you never know. I'm back in my studio. Apparently, I have no bats, but I do have a cat trying to break in under the door. You know, I got back. my squirt bottle sitting right here. Get Steve Harness is back in his natural environment. I am, and it feels good. I can hear myself talking in my headphones again, so I feel like a real person, real radio guy again. <laughs> Did that That's really uh, bother you? Uh, a lot, yes. Quite yeah. So. No, I get it. Well, good. Glad to have you back in your studio and more comfortable. Are you wearing pants today? Can we see your uh, Can we see your waist down attire? Why? I just want to check because <laughs> I know it makes you a little I'm uncomfortable. My shorts, so. Oh, okay. You got your basketball. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's gone surfing. I had to stand in my chair to get the view there. Right. Hope you, you enjoyed did. that. Normally, Brisky, I charge you have, uh, ten dollars an hour for that. Do you have pants on? No, I'm. I'm just. I'm like Steve. I'm wearing shorts also. All right. Just well, long. This- Long basketball shorts. Yeah. The first thing on OnlyFans. And by OnlyFans, I mean I only have one fan. You pay, <laughs> you pay Who to is see it? what my shorts are. <laughs> Confidentiality, Nick. I'm a gentleman. Uh, today's the first uh, cooler day in Seattle. It rained all night. And uh, I, this is the first day since, well, mid-spring started that I have put pants on my legs. Yeah, it's I've been wearing some jeans recently, and it feels really good. I've been, uh, it feels good to be back in there. Even put a hoodie on the other night. That was crazy. Ooh, you're getting wild. Yeah, so yeah, no, summer starting to change. Brewski just survived uh, Hurricane something. What was your hurricane? I believe it was Hurricane Lee. Ah, good old lady. So. That bitch. <laughs> I mean, why do they name hurricanes after women? I mean, does it, do we need well, to explain that? But, I was thinking Bruce Lee. I don't know. Well, I said that we actually can be both male or female. So it was kind of that. The, Androgynous? Yeah, neutral? perhaps a gender know. neutral. Exactly. Gender <laughs> neutral hurricane. Exactly. Oh, it's not like Hurricane Harvey or Hurricane Gloria, which we, we had here once. And uh, every so often they get one of those names thrown in there you know right. do you guys like uh uh boy names for girls like uh there's something to me that makes that girl more attractive if her name is like chris or charlie charlie yeah all that stuff dude Mikey. yes dude bring it all the boys Mikey? names but, yeah my, no, my, mikey cheryl she's actually she's actually a, a, a congressperson from uh i believe new jersey or uh, Virginia, I'd have to look that up again. I knew but, a yeah. hot chick named Doug. I don't know. Maybe you really? Did. They might have been lying to me, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was awfully dark right. in that place. <laughs> I call Rachel. Uh, well, just as if we're around the house, you know, I usually call her Ray. And yeah. I started thinking about it at one point. I was like, "Oh, Ray." I never thought about it as R A Y in the context of a man's right. name, right? And yeah, I guess maybe that's why I do it. I love women with boys' names. Mm-hmm. Well, my cat is a girl, and uh, her name's Austin. Well, she's hot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> she All is right. beautiful. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah. big week. This big week has dumped upon us more and more news that we should uh, probably tell people. Okay? Yeah, stop yakking. 
get to some news. All right. Do you have news you need to know? Like need to know news? How about news you need to know? Do you feel like you need to know that? What if we could guarantee only news you need to know? You know, the need to know news. I think we might be on to something you need to know. Perhaps it's news. Let's see if we need to know it. <laughs> Are you getting paid for uh, news mention in that drop? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, it's just uh, it's confusing. Uh, and I wanted to see how once I realized it was confusing, I wanted to see how confusing I could make it. Well, and it, we put a lot of debate into what this segment should be called. Should it be called need to know news or news you need to know? And Nick's like, how about need to know news? News you need to know. I'm yeah. like, isn't that kind of redundant? He's like, no, no, no. It's a tagline. <laughs> it's a tagline. That's right. Thank you, Brewski. And I don't like the setup as far as it's up to the audience. It's not up to you people. We're here to tell you what you need to know. That's the whole point, okay? You people aren't paying attention. We are. So. Oh, this is they don't have a choice. No, that's what they're tuning <laughs> us for. These people can't figure it out for themselves. So we're telling you, this thing right here, this is something you need to know. So know it. Right. You're welcome right. in advance. So, all right, let's start off with uh, a woman that just keeps coming up on the show, uh, Ms. Bobert <laughs> from uh, Colorado. Babe, ho, I sure come and you got to go home. Lauren Bobert. Work in Congress and she drinks some rum. Oh. I sure come and you got to go home. For a Congress person, she is awfully dumb. Yeah. Come, Mrs. Bobert, lay off his banana. Security camera got you in the panorama. It was awesome footage, that's for sure. What am I talking about, Stephen? I don't even know where to start with this, but Lauren Boebert, uh, the airhead from Colorado, one of the two dumbest people in Congress, and that's saying a lot, really. <laughs> Her and Marjorie Taylor Greene are right up there. And I, 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 you know, she got herself thrown out of a uh, Broadway production on the road, uh, a Beetlejuice, and I don't even know where to start with what is the worst thing she did, but it's all proof of the overall point that she is just a terrible, terrible human being. <laughs> and, I mean, a liar as she comes out to try and defend some of these things. Right. That list keeps getting, that, it's an apology to her that just keeps happening because she yes. lies a whole bunch. He actually uh, told Neil about this story for the first time last night. My firstborn is a gigantic, I mean, uh, they're a theater major and a Broadway lover. And, um, and Neil has told me about Beetlejuice many times because I don't know how plugged into the Broadway world you guys are, but there's all of these, I don't even want to call them remakes. They take something and they either make a whole new thing. There's a Back to the Future play out there right now, a musical. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they modernize just to modernize it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's an adaptation of whatever it was, uh, the book, the movie. Heather's is a, it was a big Broadway play from the, you know, Christian Slater. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so Beetlejuice is out there, and it's apparently a widely popular show. That's why it's on tour around the country. And so, yeah, Bobert, who is uh, going through a divorce, shocking, uh, decided to uh, go out and see it. And let's just run down the list of offenses. Now, first of all, for just general bad theater etiquette, uh, mm -hmm. she was talking. She was singing loudly, standing when other people weren't standing around her. Uh, waving she was, her arms, wasn't she? When she stood up, she was like waving her arms, dancing. 
Yes, and it, we've talked about this with concerts before. If you're the only one standing, maybe you should sit the hell down. <laughs> like, right, yes. Follow the majority. Right, otherwise you're blocking someone's view. Um, she was taking selfies with a flash, which is obnoxious in general, but it's obnoxious to the people trying to watch the play around you. But it's also terrible for the performers on stage. It's not a movie. They can see you. They can hear you. Well, it's against mm-hmm. the code, too. I, they they're, they have an announcement they make. Like, no pictures. No, You can't take any pictures while you're here. You can't no record video. this. You can't do it. Exactly. And I didn't know this, but uh, I learned it from my uh, firstborn that that is actually not just like an etiquette thing. The whole recording it, like that on-the-road production, they paid a bunch of money to have the rights to Beetlejuice. Sure. And they get fined if you record it and go post it on social media or something. So it's not just a don't do it because we're being snobs about it. Like, it's a copyright violation. You're not allowed to record. You're reproducing it. You're bootlegging it. You know? And that's a fairly uh, a well-known uh, rule of the theater. I mean, I don't go to a lot of theater. I know that. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, breaking copyright laws, doing terrible etiquette amongst the audience members, terribly distracting for those uh, performers up there on stage. Uh, but then, yeah, she uh, she was vaping. Yeah. And um, she was molesting. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe her and her date were just molesting each other during this performance. And she oh, tried to deny yeah. it all. Oh, she tried to deny it all. And they, you know what? I don't know if this was done intentionally, but that theater kept releasing more footage. Like, I don't know if it just took a while to put the whole thing together, but first was just her being escorted out of the lobby to show, like, we had to escort her out. She gave us a finger on the way out. Right. Uh, That was a whole other terrible thing. Like, they they threatened her once, like, you got to stop or we're going to have to ask you to leave. She kept going. They came back and said, you got to leave. She refused to leave. They said, we're calling the police. And then when they escorted her out, not only did she do the whole, don't you know who I am thing? (laughs) Right. That that always works out so well. (laughs) That's why. We're kicking you out. We know exactly who you are. Yeah, someone said take the trash out. I thought they were referring to you. So right. But then yeah, she gives them all the middle finger. These people that are just working at this theater trying to let other people enjoy the show. You give them the middle finger, huh? Yeah. Insane. Well, you know, she she was saying that uh all those city folk just just don't know how to have a good time. Right. And she she's showing them how to do it. Please. She was the only one in the theater acting like that. And yeah, the best part is she tried to deny it all. She just said, oh, I was just singing and having fun. Sue me. Not any idea that there was a surveillance camera in the theater filming it all. The lady sitting behind her, if you've seen the surveillance film, then you know. But there was a lady sitting behind her, and every time she vaped, this lady, you could kind of tell, was like looking around. And then she leans forward, and she asks her to stop. To which she replied, no. Yeah. Uh, so she says her people, her first apology said, uh, Lauren Bober says she was not vaping and that the actors on stage were using electronic cigarettes and fog machines. Right. Meanwhile, the first shot of her vaping, the play hasn't even started yet. Right. And you, when she puffs the cigarette, like you see the tip light up and then you see her exhale this thing of smoke. So this pregnant lady asks her to stop. She says, no, uh, now we have proof of it. Didn't come out right away. And let me tell you, there's subtle ways to vape in public, and she wasn't being very subtle about it. I thought the same thing. I was like, slowly exhale that, dude. It's going to go away. Blow it down low. Well, (laughs) you know, there's actually rules in a lot of municipalities, even though you can't smoke in theaters. Right. um, The performers on stage 
can smoke if it's part of, of a theatrical production. Right. What was she vaping, by the way? Is she a Nick vapor? Is she a oh. uh, or is she a pot vaping? What was no, name? she's not a pot vaper. Yeah. Oh so. wow. I would. Th- I thought it would have been pot personally. I mean, just because vape either. So who knows? But. Yeah. No, it could have been whatever. The point, I suppose, is that it was wrong. But let's not forget about the uh, banana stroking. <laughs> That was going on with her <laughs> mandate next to her. Yeah, so this is a whole other category of just crazy behavior. Because first of all, I mean, who does that? I mean, they were like two horny high school kids in a movie or something. Yeah. That's and why I, I thought even... they were high, dude. Because they couldn't. I mean, it was so weird. Did you see the way he rubbed her boob? Yes. He didn't what just rub that? it. He, 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 he had a whole hand. Yeah, he like he had a cup it and it was over her dress. It was just weird. And I thought geez. to myself, you're that. That horny dude and then she's grabbing his banana package like that that's not a form of making out or anything like what you're just groping each other i don't, yeah, I don't even yeah. understand the the uh the intimacy of it or whatever like it was very unsexy groping right yeah. she was tugging on that horn like you wouldn't believe yeah so funny dude i mean it really is funny and then they say uh there's a story that came out about the guy who she's with by the way she's still <laughs> married and i suppose you know you got to make your own decisions if you're going to date while you're married uh well, still married. going through divorce so i don't know what that means to them like i was dating while i was still legally married because the divorce process takes a while sure and for me it hit during covid when the courtrooms all shut down so it took even longer well so, for yeah. a for an idiot that sits on a soapbox preaching family values and you know all the right things by god uh you know what she shouldn't get divorced all that stuff yeah. she's obviously again we give her a award for a hypocrite right right yeah she's holding up that part of the you know party line of being a massive hypocrite the list is so long i I don't even know where to focus the selfie drives me crazy the groping the vaping the i mean it's uh, she did everything wrong that you're never supposed to be doing at a theater it was the worst display of a politician at a theater ever and let's not forget when the story came out about her new boyfriend that he had uh, uh he he's a half owner of a bar and uh, he has drag shows there. Yes, that's the whole other thing. Like, the guy is a Democrat. He seems to be a proud liberal. Hosts drag shows at his bar. So, again, I give Lauren credit for being super, super hypocritical. But what's wrong with this guy? Is he doing this to mess with her? Does, is she that hot that he can just throw his morals out the window? There are any number of chicks on Fox News that I would love to bang while they call me names like you disgusting liberal and you know, things like <laughs> really that. oh god yeah you better you better not stop who's number one on your list the blonde one i'm kidding they're all blonde <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah. i don't know i mean you know megan kelly's okay i suppose but she's not even there anymore um well, listen they, they, fox specializes in hiring attractive idiots so yes. I, I don't blame you but. news models they are news models Yes, Bill I, st- I kind of wonder if this guy was punking her. I mean, the way he was honking her boobs and probably encouraging her. I take a hit. Go ahead. Vape it off. Like, wouldn't he have come out with it by now? Because that'd be real funny, dude. Well, We've discussed before. How do you date someone who's politically opposite? Now, Republicans specialize in hypocrisy and fake values. So I get how she was doing it. But how is he doing it? It's got to be. Yeah. Thing. It's yeah, I think it's easier to go the other way, dude, with uh, it's easier for her to not care than for him to not care. Right. Well, so. you do. You also do know that this is not the first time uh, Skank Bolbert has been thrown out of a venue. <laughs> 
because of sexual behavior. No. Oh, it's, that's yeah, that's true. Well, that's do you remember? Well, remember they got thrown out of a she and her then husband were thrown out of a bowling alley 86 completely because he exposed his penis to a couple of underage women and claimed like they asked (laughs) they asked me to do it he was yeah he was charged with public indecency and lewd exposure i've said on the show before hey if she asks i'll do it i was not talking about minors in a bowling alley just (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a good distinction to make dude yeah, so she's got good taste in men, clearly. So, yeah, I can't wait to see if this is this an actual relationship. This guy cannot be this. I mean, everyone he knows has got to be just calling him this week on what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Completely. Now, you know, Steve, do, do you know who Kimberly Guilfoyle, cokehead Trump Jr.'s uh, girlfriend, yes. dated? Somehow former Gavin Newsom. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, another one. Yeah, were they dating or engaged? I don't remember, but I, that, I, I don't know the extent of it. But let's just say, I mean, Gavin was putting the wood to her for a while, right? You know? It makes me wonder what her real politics are. I think she just might be a political groupie. You know, she goes, she blows with the wind, and <laughs> <laughs> that's more likely, have you, dude. Have right. you seen those lips on her? You talk yeah. about. That, that's yeah. an amazing set of DSLs right there. It, it really is. is. She's a weird one for me. Like part of me, sometimes I look at her, I'm like, gosh, she's kind of hot. And other times <laughs> she's kind of scary. She looks like a plastic, you know, uh, wax museum sort of mannequin. It's weird. Yeah. But this is need to know news. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, uh, some Trump stuff just to get it out of the way, shall sure. we? Sure. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Trump's been doing a lot of interviews lately. Did you, uh, happen to see him on Meet the Press? I've seen some highlights. I have this real conundrum, both for me watching and for somebody like Meet the Press hosting him. I feel it gives too much legitimacy. I know the guy's running for mm. president, but should we be putting a soon-to-be-convicted felon up on 90-something counts. Uh, should we be giving him airtime? Seems highly irresponsible to me. But I thought she did a pretty good job. I thought, uh, I mean, a lot of it was fluff and everything, but she had a couple of things that uh, could change the direction of the future with his lawsuits, Ooh. everything else. She Marty McFly'd him, huh? <laughs> she did. Well, I've she heard had... some of it. Do you have some clips we're going to listen to, or uh, what do you got? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Play what you have, and then uh, let me see if these are all the ones I've heard or not. All right. So uh, first, uh, she pretty much got him to admit that it was him that was calling the shots. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not his legal team. Him. Well, that, yes. He's been trying to claim that it's. Uh, I was just listening to my lawyers, right? I'm not a yeah. lawyer. I just listened to them. So, yeah, what do you say? Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged? Oh, sure. I, okay. I, it was my decision. But I listened to some people. Some people said that, um, like guys like Bill Barr, who was a stiff, but he wasn't there at the time. But he he didn't do his job because he was afraid. You know what he was afraid of? He was afraid of being impeached. He was petrified to be impeached. And he's how do you not get impeached? Don't do anything. We've heard so much, Mr. President, about that day, the actual day of January 6th from other people. But quite frankly, we haven't heard from you about your own perceptions of how that day unfolded. You talked about heard you talk about the rally and i'm curious about what happened when you got back to the white house i know you spent most of the day in the dining room what were you doing in there how were you watching it unfold so let me just tell you about january 6th first of all uh, i had very little to do with january 6th i was asked to speak 
And I was the President of the United States. I'm allowed to do that. But I was asked to speak. Other groups, I think it was women's groups, a lot of people were involved in that. And so <laughs> he admitted at the very least to partly being involved in that. And then he said it was all him, you know, it was uh, not his lawyers. I, I relied on myself, dude. Right. So, yeah, the lawyer part is interesting because, yeah, he basically said that, the, the, no, I listen to myself, that, you know, people had theories, but no, I'm the one that made the decision. That's going to come back to haunt him at a future trial. Yeah. I love this assertion that I didn't really, I wasn't really involved that day. I was just, uh, I was around. <laughs> and Jack Smith said, uh, the, thank you for giving the info that I've been telling everybody. This is it. Thank you for proving it. It's going to make it a lot easier for me. Right. Uh, I'm just disgusted even listening to him try to talk. I just hate giving him the, the, the space. And now we're doing it. I feel dirty. I need to shower. All right. So I, and there's a, there's more, but let me ask you if you, you could, I've got two more clips, but why don't you just pick one? Would you rather hear Trump admit to not winning the election or would you like to hear how he feels about going to jail? <laughs> I want to hear them both now. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, this is a question uh, that she kind of trips him up and he doesn't realize it. And it helps to watch this. But there's a moment when he stops talking for a second and like pauses awkwardly. And it's because he realizes what he's been saying like oh she's tripping me up here this is why he will never testify because he will just hang himself oh it's threatened that he will i pray that he does oh Oh, yeah Yeah. that'll make it so much nicer easier i didn't need 10 points i needed one tenth of a point if you take a look at the twitter files with the fbi and twitter dealing that had a huge impact on the election. Just those things. But in addition to when that, you, say you, need, you have ballot stuffing. You have a lot of. When other. you say you needed one tenth of a point, you one needed one tenth of a point. I needed a very small. To win? I think somebody said twenty-two thousand votes. To win? Yeah. If you divided no. among the states, it was twenty-two thousand votes. Something to, to that effect. Yeah. To win the election? Yeah. If I would have had another twenty-two thousand votes over the whole. But look, they rigged the election. If you look at Pennsylvania, but Mr. President, you you're saying you needed stuff, more votes to win the election. Are you acknowledging me. you if didn't you win? Look at, if you look at all of the statistics, all of the votes, they say 22,000 votes over millions and millions of votes, 22,000 votes. I just want to be clear, though. Are you saying you needed those votes in order to win? Are you acknowledging you didn't win? I'm not not acknowledging. No, I say I won the election. Okay. <laughs> Even though, again, your lawyers told you you did not. No, no, no. Did you? Just Some let me understand. Some people told me that, okay. but many people told me the opposite. He's such an idiot, dude. I mean, he, did you hear him about halfway into that realize, like, oh, right. crap. No, that's a good job, Kirsten Welker, right there. Because, yeah, you're you're saying you need more to win. So the opposite of that would be that you had to have lost if you needed more to win. And by the way, where's he pulling that statistic from? 22,000 votes across the whole country? Out of yeah. his, you know, out of his ass. That's where he's doing it. Right. And yeah. by the way, like, I don't care if it's 22 votes you needed. It's math. You lost. Right. If just... you needed two votes. Yeah, that's it. You lost. You just said it. Try telling the electric company, like, I just needed another 50 bucks. I, you know, that's all I need. Like, well, you need it. (laughs) But he does sound like that uh, petulant child. Like, I only lost by two. I almost won. Right. If you look nationwide, it's 0.01%. It doesn't matter. It's a vote. And he lost a popular vote by a landslide, by the way. So Yes, of course. Uh, this did. just irritates the crap out of me. The level of denial and narcissism and the fact that some of his people totally believe him. Or just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they cannot 
admit it, dude. At this point, it's like die on the hill. I can't yes. admit I was that much of an idiot. Just like him right there. He could admit it. I mean, it's. Well, in case you guys are curious, he lost the popular vote by 7,059,547. Right. But if you put all the people on the planet over the last 500 years, that's only 0.07%. <laughs> Minus three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, I saw an excellent video of this lady saying this at Lauren Boebert scandal was a great thing to for me to explain to you why so many of us stuck on the Republican side for so long. She plays a Fox News clip of what happened with Lauren Boebert and it is so completely different. Didn't mention any of the groping, vaping. It just mentioned her getting a little silly in the theater. Okay. And she was like, this is the only stuff we were watching because Donald Trump told us all other media was fake. So that we were in this bubble for so long. And it took her bumping into some stuff on social media where she was like, oh, they didn't show that part of the story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a few people say things like that about a variety of stories. I didn't see yeah. that on Fox News. That's not true. And then someone shows them the clip and they're like, mm, that must be AI. That must be fake. <laughs> like, right. That yeah. It's a deep fake. And my brother, you know, could be one of those guys that was just kind of stuck in that. And I've told him constantly, like, either slip out of that for a little while and watch nothing or just start mixing your news up a little bit. And I guarantee you, you'll have some sort of change in the way you feel about things. Yeah. And he has, dude. I mean, he has not to a degree I'd like, <laughs> you know, but he's made some changes. Maybe it just takes some time. I give him credit uh, for trying. Most won't. They don't yes. want to know the truth. You know? Yeah. Oh, complete. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, so she goes on to ask uh, Donald Trump just this last question. It's not as long, but Trump talks about whether or not he's afraid to go to jail. Okay. It's just pretty classic. I just want to hear from you on this. I want to know what's in your head. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't really. <laughs> I don't even think about it. I'm yeah. built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't yeah. even think about it. Uh, these are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. <laughs> oh I don't God, even dude. think about it. It's think, always well, just back to that. Wow. Chris Christie had, had a great little anecdote about that. You know, he helped Trump through the first impeachment trial. And he said, you know, having been behind the scenes with this guy going through legal troubles, he is sitting up at night trying to remember everything he ever said to all of these people that are going to testify. He's just wondering, what did I, did I trip myself up? What did I do? Like, oh, I uh, bet he's so neurotic about it all. There's so much to remember. That's why they tell people don't lie because one becomes the next one becomes the next and you can't keep track of them, dude. Exactly. I have known people like that. It's pretty hard to keep track of all those lies, huh? Because you just lied on top of your lie. <laughs> yeah. 100 percent the uh you didn't cover one of my more favorite things though that trump said in this interview give it um, to us dude it's a pretty common republican conservative talking point on the topic of abortion to say that you can oh. kill a baby up till nine months like up until the moment of birth you can kill the baby which yes. is of course absurd um there is like 0.01 percent where somewhere in that last eight months where it's a medical necessity and the kid's usually already dead and i mean it's Obviously, no one's getting an abortion of a nine-month-old baby. I mean, that's preposterous. Obviously. But Trump took it even further. He says, you can kill the baby after birth. 
you have some you have some states that are allowed to kill the children after birth. You can't allow that. You can't allow them to kill the kid after birth. I think it's projecting multiple times in the interview. Even after birth, you're allowed to terminate the baby. Look, the Democrats are able to kill the baby after birth. These are separate quotes I'm reading. <laughs> I mean, Dude, how far will this go? You can kill them when they're 40. Well, it really <laughs> my mom thought for years uh, when he was president, or I suppose she didn't think so, but she had a neighbor who told her, like, people are just allowed to break into your house now, and the cops can't do anything about it. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, oh, you yeah. see that? Yeah, no. They told us, like, you know, the cops won't even do anything about it. People are just going to start breaking into our homes and you won't be able to do dick. Right. I was like, no, dude, that's not true. It's one of these things. You just say it in an echo chamber. You say it without any context and people just start to believe it. And if you could still abort kids after they're born, somebody call Donald Trump's mother and tell her it's not too late. Abort and I don't know man. why that would bother you because you guys don't care what happens after the baby's born anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, it's not funny. Uh, it's called murder. You're not allowed to kill people after they're born. Jeez. <laughs> What's the window there? Five minutes? <laughs> a week? Like, what? In their fantasy world. Wow. When can you still kill the kid? Even after, you know, up to 16, I think, is what you get. <laughs> yeah. If they so, grow up and they're not attractive, go ahead. Abort them. <laughs> <laughs> abort them. I've done it with several. I tried to do it with Baron. It didn't work. You know, he and Baron are having a really tough time. Not living together? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? So I, I guess uh, Donald um, has a problem because Baron is taller than he is. Oh, yeah. And he has, he has a thing where he has to be the tallest person in the room. Right. Dude, Donald. if I was Baron, I would hate my dad, dude. I would hate him. I, I could never have that relationship. Yeah. But for some reason, all his kids, I don't know if they're just wanting the inheritance or what, but none of well, them to speak out. And and where, by the way, who's seen Melania Trump in the last two years? No. No. I think she's buried in a closet at uh, Mar-a-Lago there with all the <laughs> classified documents. You know? uh, so I guess the point to all of this is, yes, he's still an idiot. And yes, you need to, uh, what is it? Vote blue no matter who. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news news you need to know so far the show's making me vomit between Bobert and Trump you know? <laughs> yes yes swear to God. well it's oh. like somebody says you want the bad news first or the good news we gave you the bad news mm, yeah not like I'm going to probably uplift our spirits here you're, <laughs> you're looking at me here to uplift the spirits I don't know how, how that's gonna go but do your uh, best to read the bad news in a happy voice Please. Okay. Okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Please. Hey, everybody. Super gonorrhea cases are rising. It could be fatal. <laughs> Super gonorrhea. Isn't he one of the Avengers? Super uh, gonorrhea. <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear that that's, uh, that's oh, the, boy. the next film on the, on the horizon in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> right. Tremendous play by Bruce What is uh, Super gonorrhea? Super. <laughs> Uh, so super gonorrhea, and this this comes to us from the Daily Star in uh, the UK mm. and the uh, NHS there, the National Health Service advises uh, the Brits to go get a checkup if they're concerned about having some odd feelings about their uh, nether regions. If it's super burning, <laughs> you should definitely yeah. it might be super gonorrhea. So it's a thing called. Nesseria gonorrhea, which is also known as super gonorrhea, a prior a priority microorganism, and they're monitoring it for antimicrobial resistance. 
Nice. So maybe even fatal. Oh, what am I God. supposed to do with super gonorrhea? It's kryptonite <laughs> kill it. I mean, what You're the supposed hell? to not get it, dude. Do your best to not get it. Uh, don't date any Brits. I guess that's what I'm learning from. Well, this. actually, now here's the thing, though. Yeah. They found cases in Australia, Austria, Canada, Denmark, France, and Ireland. Now, it's only a matter of time before it comes to the United States, you know. Oh, yeah. This is COVID. I think the U.S. already has it. I think we're too arrogant to admit it. Right. They're in all of those places and specifically my zip code for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've been working overtime lately. Super gonorrhea. I think you should always read your bad news in a good news delivery. For I now did like on. that. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> need to know news. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, is a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. All right. I don't know what the hell to do with any of these news stories. They're all depressing to some extent. They some are. Political, some not. Well, uh, sometimes do, that way, dude. Yeah, it is. Uh, let me do this. is more of a practical one. And I, I don't want to sound anti-vax by any freaking stretch of the imagination. But please don't. We'll, we'll dovetail this with Brewski's story. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but there is a new COVID booster shot that's been approved. Uh, it's available to all of us. And it doesn't matter how many you've had before. It doesn't matter if you did Moderna or five. It doesn't, none of it matters. You it's just new. New and improved. So, And by the way, where are you guys at? I got the original shot and I got a booster. Now I haven't done anything in uh, two years now. I mean, I don't even know what it is. Well, you're behind, dude. I mean, did you, you stop? Yeah, well, I'm missing one. I missed one booster, but got the rest. Yeah. Uh, and this particular shot, uh, I will have to wait about a month for because it will, may interact with some of my other meds. So in a month, I'll take it for sure. Don't want to mess with your meth and rebasing other things or what? Exactly. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, so will you take it? It hit the streets of New York City this morning and is spreading nationwide soon, coming to a pharmacy near you soon. Well, one of America's leading public health experts is saying that some Americans should not get this year's COVID-19 vaccine, and uh-huh. he himself will skip it. Now, there's some science behind this. It's not just him, you know, going off the, the deep end or something. Is it Dr. Drew or do we respect no. this person? Uh, Paul Offit, MD, a member of the FDA's administration's uh, legal panel of experts on vaccines. So, yes, he's a real okay. And right. the director of the Vaccine Education Center at Philadelphia Children's Hospital uh, told the publication that he would not recommend a healthy American under the age of 70 receive the booster shot. Wow. He said that even if he had a healthy 30-year-old come into his office asking for the shot, he would advise them against it. He says, quote, I think the goal of this vaccine is to keep people out of the hospital, uh, keep them out of the intensive care units and keep them from dying. That's the goal. That's always been the goal. And it remains that. So who is it that's getting hospitalized? Who is it that would benefit the most from this? People who are elderly, people who have multiple comorbidities, uh, health problems that put them in high risk, chronic lung disease, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, etc. People who are immunocompromised and pregnant people. I think that those are the ones who will benefit and go to the greater goal of keeping people out of the hospital. So he's saying what we talked about in a recent episode. Um, some of this needs to run its course through society, through humanity. So if you're healthy, you're not immunocompromised, you don't have a pre-existing condition, he's saying don't do it. Uh, I would, uh, you know, uh, just right off the bat, I mean, I agree with the 
I, I agree with him, I suppose. I, I'd have to read more about it just to see, just to make sure. But from what he's saying, like, I understand that, right? That was the original goal is to keep people out of the hospital because there wasn't any room. We were losing people because of that. So we've attained that for the most part, and we can continue to do so with people who are at high risk. So that means, you know, Nick, you're immunocompromised, so you should be getting it. Brewski, your heart issues, does that make you more susceptible or anything to something like COVID? Well, I mean, it, it says heart disease, but is that is that what you have? Is it a heart disease? No, 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 no. I have a structural right. abnormality within my, my heart itself. I don't have something like blocked arteries or anything like that. Right. What actually makes me uh, immunocompromised is my device in my chest. Having this foreign object in my in my chest, oh, okay. actually, because of the metal that's in there, makes me immunocompromised. Gotcha. Interesting. All so right. then you two should go get it. But he's saying me. Maybe he just doesn't like me. I don't know. <laughs> you must be a listener. Um, Is this an uh, ex-friend who wrote this? Are you sure? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm part of the uh, the test culture of, like, let it run through all of us. Those of us that die weren't meant to live. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case with this, then it was the case with the last one and the last rounds as well. So uh, do you feel good about that? I mean, do you, are you going to skip it? I mean, it's not going to hurt you if you get it. Are you good with skipping it? I think so. I mean, I skipped the last round consciously, seeing the numbers dropping around the country. And, and yeah, his point is valid. The original concern was overwhelming hospital systems and the yeah. fact that we had no vaccines and no treatments. And nowadays, as you're well aware, Nick, we have new medicines that if you're actively sick with COVID, they can give it to you. It's going to keep you out of the hospital, certainly keep you from dying. So even if I got COVID and it got bad, odds are very good. They could still pull me out of it. So maybe, yeah, like the, the herd immunity thing, like let it run wild through most of us uh, but those of you that are susceptible to getting it badly and dying yeah take the vaccine it's yeah. not an anti-vaccine thing it's a it's a practicality the goal is to not let people die from it so only give it to the people that are probably going to die from it this is what you this is what everybody in essence has been asking for and especially conservatives like we don't want it mandated we want to make a choice and now we can do it all Right. Now, if you're immunocompromised and you're still not willing to get it, then that's probably ignorance on your part and you're part of the original problem. But I guess you'll work that problem out yourself now, won't you? <laughs> yeah, Steve exactly. Harness. That's right, dude. You're just laying down facts. Need to know news. News you need to know. All right. We'll just uh, keep with the happy theme. And uh, I wish that I, too, Brewski, could read this one uh, in a happy delivery, but I cannot do that. Uh, a newly released body cam footage has uh, come come into view of a Seattle police officer. Oh, did you guys hear about the story? No, I, it's going to show up on the news feed soon. I'm watching a lot of police body cam videos of late. So what's oh. this one? Maybe I yeah. have uh, Oh, no, this, this is pretty... You'd know if you heard it. Uh, Seattle police officer uh, is seen on this body cam uh, with some really bad, bad behavior. And he is a member uh, in ranking uh, of the uh, Seattle Police Guild. He is on the phone and he's talking to the president of the Seattle Police Guild. And an accident has just happened. Somebody in the department uh, hit a girl. 
They were on their way to save somebody that I guess had overdosed. Going 76 miles an hour, residential, girls crossing a crosswalk, cop hits her, kills her. Wow. Okay. He goes lights out on to and all that or no lights on. Ooh, okay. Okay. So he goes Why out. Sorry. Say, Why the hell was he going that fast if he didn't have lights on? But okay. That's an interesting question. I don't know. They say he was on his way to give somebody Narcan and he was running with lights out. Uh, so this girl is crossing the crosswalk, and then moments later, this man that I'm telling you about comes and accidentally turns his body cam on as he's having a conversation with the president of Seattle Police Guild. His uh, body camera ran for the whole conversation. I'm just going to give you the highlights. Okay. But she is dead. <laughs> yeah, just write a check. $11,000. She was... 26 anyway she had limited value oh my god <laughs> oh my and there you go <laughs> you wow. really don't know how to respond do you wow first of all i thought that was Wee herman the way he was laughing i thought you added that effect <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow um boy yeah what do you do with that yeah, not a lot you can do with it. First of all, she wasn't uh, 25. She was 23 years old. Kandula, uh, who was actually 23 and graduate student from India, was struck on January 23rd. Uh, I guess I lied. He was going 75 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone to respond to an overdose call and hit her in the crosswalk. Wow. Well, I mean, obviously, this guy needs to go to jail for a long time. I mean, if you're driving that fast, you have to have your sirens on. Because then if you do run someone over, you've got that built-in defense of, like, I'm right. on the way to emergency. The sirens are on. You know, yeah. Get out of my way. But, wow. I mean, where does that level of callousness come from? That he's laughing at it? And it wasn't, he wasn't charged. Wasn't charged well, when that, it happened. I mean, that'll probably be changing soon. Uh, yeah, only because of this footage, though. I mean, that shows you how important body cams are, and the fact the cops shouldn't be allowed to turn them on and off. Yeah, they really shouldn't. That should be up to someone back at the station if there's audio. You know, hey, we'll get rid of this and just kind of back it up. But you shouldn't be able to turn it off. We should be able to have access to everything that happens as you're serving the public. Of course. Well, and, uh, how many radio stations have we all worked at that record? 24 7 the audio because you can't just let someone go on air for an hour and say whatever they want right it's possible that you could have somebody back at the um back at the station turn it off if you go to like say use the bathroom or eat or something like that but well, it they're, has... they're allowed to redact those things before they release them publicly oh if okay space, if a miner's on theirs i mean they're allowed to do stuff like that okay but yeah giving cops the option and some of these body cam videos i have been watching in all seriousness some of them are cops that forgot the camera was rolling and they're sitting there talking to each other about the case and they say incriminating things or callous things and sometimes they'll even realize someone will realize that it's on and you'll see them turn them all off yes in unison. Or cover it up there's one where they start whispering like your camera's on your camera right. <laughs> yeah. like, wow oh, i mean seriously though the level of callousness there oh she's dead she's dead just write a check <laughs> oh she's dead 11 grand she's only 26 wow wow it's and it, it's an interesting thing to think about with rachel being an attorney that there's times uh you know she'll be in a case and she'll tell me like this is how we, in essence, come up with a value of human life. Like there is a way to look at it all, but 
it is sure not meant to be joked around about like that. Like, it's terrible that anyone has to do that to put a monetary value on life. Yeah. Sure. So to joke around about it like that. like Well, and also judges often oof. say, you know, your level of remorse will tell me how many years I should be sentencing you to. Right. And yes. those that show no remorse usually get more. And some people in court, you know, openly mock, you know, the the person they killed or whatever. And the judge will, of course, throw the full sentence at him. So in the book, dude. Yeah. So this guy, boy, I mean, oof. It'd be one thing if he was, you know, upset, crying or, you know, expressing remorse. But to go the opposite. Yeah. And not have his lights on. I mean, he's just screwed himself every way he could, and he deserves it, clearly. Well, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a member of the uh, police guild like that, uh, you know, a high-ranking, I think he's vice president. I would love yeah. to hear the other side of that phone call. What was that guy saying when this No kidding, flat? dude. I mean, they had he had to be speaking just as bad, if not worse. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's lots of good cops out there, but there's lots of bad ones. And um, you're not a good cop if you're not calling out the bad cops, by the way. So. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I can't even imagine. I mean, the way that hit all of us emotionally hits everybody emotionally. I cannot imagine the family asking for that audio and getting it and I was just going to say I would go freaking kill that guy if that was my daughter. He was talking. I mean, mm, yeah, I can't even imagine. All right. Well, that's just a little bit more good news for you, dude. Uplifting episode so far. Yeah. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special. Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring all you the humanity and all the faith. The state which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. News you need to know. All right. I think this is good news. We have one less country singer nowadays to worry about, right? That's good. Well, I don't know. Classic country or new country. Are yeah, we celebrating exactly. death here or uh, just a death of a career? No, you'll you'll appreciate this artist's reason. I, I, I've never heard of her. Maureen Morris. Apparently, she's Marin a, Morris. Marin Morris. Yeah. How do you know this name? Uh, because she's a big time liberal and uh, is a country artist that, you know, cares about uh, LGBTQ people. I mean, just everyone, I suppose. She's a liberal. Well, there you go. She's giving up on country music because of how toxic the Trump related culture has become, how homophobic, how uh, transgender phobic. Um, she says it, uh, it just revealed who people really were and that they were proud to be misogynistic and racist and homophobic and transphobic. The Grammy-winning singer-songwriter told the LA Times in an interview published this week that all these things were being celebrated, and it was uh, weirdly uh, dovetailing with this hyper-masculine branch of country music. I call it butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bro country. Bro country. Yeah. Uh, she's talking and she gets into the whole Jason Aldean thing, trying in a small town and blames Trump for essentially ruining her country music fans. So she is yeah. denouncing country music. She's leaving. She says, I can't put up with this toxic culture that has become of country music of try that in a small town garbage. Uh, here is a, a metaphorical knee being taken. I mean, uh, isn't this uh, pretty much just like when we lost uh, Colin Kaepernick? Uh, he was willing to go out. I mean, he made the choice to kneel, obviously, but he knew he could lose his whole career and more. And sounds like that's what she's doing. That's what we are talking about when we say, oh, just be on the right side of history. Well, but my here's my thing, though, is that and I'm not making excuses for, for Trump, but let's not let's not 
go and think that uh, country music was some sort of bastion of of moderate or, or liberal ideals before Trump came along. You, you know what I mean? I mean, all a lot of this stuff was always there. And if you were in amongst those group of people, it was on parade all the time. These yes. days, since country has become more mainstream. That's I think exactly that, it right there. He yeah. has mainstreamed this kind of thinking. He has made this sort of thinking uh, public, uh, makes people feel good about it. That's why they're embracing it. Uh, there's a great quote here from her. She says, uh, people are streaming these songs. She's talking about like you know the small town thing. Yeah, uh, people are streaming these songs out of spite. It's not out of true joy or love of the music. It's to own the libs. So interesting, dude. I mean, that's that is something to realize as an artist. You're like, this is not why I'm an artist. So you'll you know go support Trump. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. And we're really seeing this. And Bud Light is the perfect example. Like there is this organized hatred going on amongst conservatives and they they are putting their money where their mouth is and they're seeing it works. And that's really emboldening them to to hurt Bud Light like they did or to, you know, make some small town Jason Aldean song number one on the charts all of a sudden. Like they're feeling emboldened. And what Brewski's talking about, like Trump and it the, it was always there, the subtle race, sure. all that stuff. But now it has become so mainstreamed. They are so emboldened. Need to know news. News you need to know. How can we get into this quickly? Sure. Rolling Stone co-founder fired from a Hall of Fame board after saying black artists weren't as articulate as white stars. Yeah, I started reading some of this, and uh, I lost interest quickly because I don't know. What do you lose? <laughs> well, that's a great setup for my story, dude. Uh, <laughs> bring my interest back. <laughs> no, I, I refuse. Black artists aren't as articulate. I know it's a classic racist thing to be like, hey, that guy's really articulate. That black guy, he actually can speak. Like, is yes. that his point? He's trying to say that Marvin Gaye wasn't articulate or something? I mean, It doesn't matter, right? He said it. Context does not matter. Why are we talking about it? I guess is the question, right? I was going to say, I don't know why I care what the publisher of Rolling Stone (laughs) says. He's he's not a politician. He's not running anything but a dying man. No, but it's the, uh, he's trying to keep the magazine that you enjoy reading. And he thinks some of this racism could, doesn't want it to rub into the magazine, dude. Well, but he's also the founder of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's right. where that's where this has gotten to be a, a problem is because they think that it's going to give them a bad name and they, they don't want to be associated with it. So what else did you say? You got any good quotes here that'll fire me up? No, I don't. I don't. That, that was, was the quote that black artists aren't <laughs> as articulate as white artists. Yeah, that's it. It's the quote. How much of the story did you read, dude? That line, I was like, I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, there's really no more to know. That's just what he said. He didn't. Uh, okay. I mean, you you want to hear more of what he said about it? I suppose. I want to know what's worthy of getting him fired and everyone having an uproar. If it's why does he talk? Why does he? Why did he say that, dude? He speaks highly of the likes of John Lennon, Mick Jagger, Pete Townsend, Bruce Springsteen bono but he says that black artists like curtis mayfield and marvin gay just didn't art- articulate at that level as he continued to talk he was like yeah they're just not as articulate and uh. did he try and save it in that way they don't articulate at that level what does that mean to you doesn't it mean the same thing 
What's going on? What's going on, Mark? <laughs> maybe that isn't very articulate. Actually. Calling for his mother. Right. What's going on? There's a lot going on. Why don't you explain a little more? <laughs> I feel like Marvin Gaye right now. You want more of this story. And I mean, there's it's not that interesting of a story. I thought the uh, most interesting part is that they fired him. They should have gotten rid of him. I agree. I put the Nick Reynolds uh, stamp of approval on this. Well, the last time I read Rolling Stone, Jennifer Aniston's uh, naked butt was on the cover of it. So that that's the fun. last time you've read anything from Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, is. Yeah, probably. I honestly used to have a, a subscription back in those days, but I remember, dude. I thought you would still read that magazine. No, I don't really care about musical opinions anymore. I've way evolved beyond that. I've got my own, so I don't need to hear Rolling Stone's review of whatever is going on out there, but. But I, I, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but really, is that what he's – that's the most racist thing he said? Was that Marvin Gaye's not very articulate? I mean, that's kind of dumb. He was a poet and obviously was a good lyricist. But is he talking personally backstage? I mean, what? No, dude. He just didn't say it about Marvin Gaye. He said it the likes. He gave examples of black oh, artists and white so artists. People so. like Marvin Gaye are not articulate, he's saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not cool, man. But <laughs> is that, like, overtly racist? Well, I don't know. You're a business owner, dude. If more racist things happened at your business that you haven't let go well i don't you're the human resources director <laughs> Why don't you yeah exactly nick uh and uh yeah there was a little incident actually with the only black guy in uh, that ever worked at these stations um, yeah and where did and, that go i mean if that if you think if the people of uh, lake tahoe would have known about that would they have called for his firing well, I handed it off to the HR director, and I don't know what <laughs> from there. So, oh um, no! Listen, we had a we had a black guy, uh, phenomenal dude, working at the station, and it was yeah, it's radio. It's a bunch of white guys also working there, and we were all out playing golf together. Brewski, you oh. beat the gauge here, and um, Kevin was the black guy. Tony's the white guy, and Tony and Kevin were in a golf cart together, and Tony was driving. And Tony said to Kevin, hey, look at this. I'm the one driving the black guy around. It's reverse driving Miss Daisy, is I believe what his comment was. Uh, uh, how, well, how do you react if you're there, Brewski? I mean, do you say something or do you giggle along because it's uncomfortable? What do you do? I would cringe. Probably <laughs> that, that, that'd be my, my first one. Yeah. Like, is, is this really necessary? But it's, I guess it all depends on. How comfortable are you with that other person? Not on yes. my part, but the two guys in question we're talking about here. Because sometimes you can. Uh, they think, weren't friends like that. Oh, I okay. think Tony thought they were friends like that, but Kevin clearly <laughs> did not. Ke so. Kevin didn't quite see it that way. No. <laughs> but again, like it's a poor taste joke, and I get that it hurt Kevin's feelings, and I felt badly about that, and I had to go reprimand Tony and tell him not to do that kind of crap again. But, but you know. Would you have fired him for that? Is that a fireable offense? I don't believe it's a fireable offense. No, right. but but especially if uh, Tony is not Kevin's boss, because then you can't say that he he could influence uh, Kevin's upward mobility within the company or something like that. Or, yeah. or uh, there was nowhere know. to go in the company, but yeah, he had top down. Listen, uh, here's the thing. I don't know if I personally would have fired him or not, but I think it has to relate with how Kevin, I think I'd let Kevin make the decision. Well, we wrote Tony <laughs> up. I mean, we didn't just let it go. It was a warning. Don't kind of, don't do that crap again. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's exactly what it should be. Is that oh, what we should have with the Rolling Stone guy? Should he have been written up or should 
should he be fired because he made a I don't know a taste. No, the comments well, were made publicly, dude. I mean, it well, was uh, you know. Well, I don't. First of all, I don't believe she's getting paid by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that that and that's that's what he lost the job he lost. I don't believe that the, that he has gone from Rolling Stone. I believe he's gone from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that and that's probably uh, a nonprofit organization. So it's probably making some money. Nonprofits pay their people, but yeah, I see. Yeah, that. but but a guy but a guy like this who I I think for him. There's more more prestige being on the board and being one of the founders than to take an actual paycheck. Fire him! You know? It doesn't seem like a fireball offense to me. It doesn't even seem that offensive. I mean, it's it's ignorant. Dude, that's terrible. It's a that trope. You don't, that you don't like that you you like it? I didn't say I liked it. I'm saying <laughs> it's not a fireball doing, offense. It's an ignorant thing to say, but, I mean, on the scale of racist comments, especially in the Trump era... We're gonna chastise this guy, but let everything else go. I'm not letting it go. I want I want them all fired, dude. Listen, there there was a guy that we were in radio with that Steve walks into the studio and please tell the story, dude. We, we don't have to say names. Well, I, it, it's using the N word. I mean, that right there puts it over the the threshold. Exactly. No questions asked. But what he said was not only offensive. Um, as far as it being overtly racist, but it was one of the most ignorant musical statements I've ever heard somebody make. Oh, no. He was talking about Jimi Hendrix, and he said, there's one N-word who can't play guitar. And I was just like, where do I start with what you decided? <laughs> like, first of all, you can't call him the N-word. Secondly, he can't play guitar? Like, I don't know which is more offensive that you just said there. Did you react? Well, I mean, the jaw was on the floor, but I, I, you know, I was at no level to chastise the guy or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, he could see the look on my face that I was completely like, what the hell did you just say? Right. Last time he ever funny. talked race with me. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Was somebody, I, that, somebody that I would have known? Yes or no? I don't want a name. Would somebody be somebody I would have known? I would assume so. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll fill you in on it. It was a part timer. It wasn't one of the the full time people. But, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Bill Burr's got a good bit about two white guys hanging out. He's like, you got to feel me out better before you just start throwing the n word out. <laughs> then everyone's going to assume I'm right there with you and all that. I was the same oh, way. Right. Like, Dude, we don't know each other well enough to be just well, throwing that word out. But yeah. the, the other part of it with Bill Burr though too that you have to remember is that his wife is black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you gotta. I mean. You can't be that casual with with that word with with him because right. Well, and we were in Seattle, like a progressive liberal city. I was a young guy, like I don't know why he assumed that was okay, but it was an old old kind of crotchety, right? Oh, okay. but yeah. And then to say he can't play guitar, like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I can't believe you made it past the first word, dude. I mean, it, you were offended by both. It did. It boggled my brain. So, yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> offense. The Marvigay amongst others is not really articulate. Like, no, vague, dumb statement. This is this is what I think. This is what I want everyone to feel like that he should be fired. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. I was wrong. All right, <laughs> well, you get you put up a good fight. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just gonna yeah. record a few of those for you and take the next month. <laughs> All right, that's gonna bring our show to a close today, boys. Yes, it is. All right, find us on all the social medias. Uh, share our bat video. God damn it! What the? Why is, <laughs> Come on, no one, no one cares. I was almost killed by a bat, but <laughs> oh yeah, find, you're bat free, so show it. 
and uh, thevocalminority.net. So uh, check out the website. Goodbye, Brewski. Please. Uh, goodbye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.